2: What's up, everybody? January 24th edition of the Fightful MMA podcast. As always, pleased to join, pleased to be joined on Tuesdays by Elias Theodora. He is a UFC middleweight competing very, very soon. And this time, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, he's not in Los Angeles enjoying the beautiful hot weather. He's not in Montreal enjoying the absolutely crazy, probably freezing weather. He's at home. In Toronto, where yours truly is as well, and if you look outside his window and my window, it is snowing. And according to Elias, that's Same. what it should be doing.
1: Yes, it should be. It's January. It's January. This whole global warming thing has been scaring me. The poor polar bears. Um, it's January. I'm walking out. I feel dumb in a in a winter coat. It's freaking me out. I don't know about you. It's freaking me out. I have a I have a big winter jacket there that I'm like I, I'm sweating my my balls off every single time, and I just it's freak so. As in January, it snows.
2: So believe it or not, when I drop my son off at school in the morning, it's still relatively dark. Yeah. But the time that I drop him off and come home, it's not much of a, it's a drive. It's being there, like getting a six-year-old, mm-hmm. okay, you got to take your yep. jacket off, take yep. your boots off. I come home today. I'm like, my grass is green. Wait, yeah. what? It's January. No, 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 no. And lo and behold, not even three hours later or whatever, it's freaking snowing outside. So uh, first things first, why are you home? What are you, what are you doing? Um,
1: well i'm actually uh in between i did some uh uh what do you call it interviews or whatever like that on uh or whatever talking about the fights and then i'm actually on the process of going to calgary for hard knocks 53 so just the in between and then uh, meeting up with a couple different sponsors and stuff like that that i work with so always the hustle always the hustle and uh, i get to train with my coaches here too so i again the way that there are 24 hours in a day, and if you schedule it right, you get to see all of your coaches. So I'm getting to see my coaches.
2: So, no, the reason why, because people, some people may not know, but Elias travels more than me. Uh, you know, yes. I yes. travel a fair amount, but Elias kind of defeats me almost two to three to one. So even I – so I, I get it a lot, Elias. When I come home or people ask me, hey, what are you doing next Saturday? Or, hey, what do you do? Are you available uh, next Friday? Or whether it's a family thing, friend thing, work thing, when I actually say I'm home, they're like, they they, they they don't know what to no. say. Do you get the same thing?
1: Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, it, it's a little bit of a juggle, but uh, again, uh, I love the nomadic aspect. I, I love waking up in a different place every single day. Um, and I wouldn't change it. Um, I, though, uh, th- what differs from you and I is I don't have a son. So uh, I can understand the, the family aspects and wanting to be there, especially at that young age. Uh, every little milestone that you've seen over the past little things. I Me, mean, no, uh, I get to... Uh, be selfish at this point um, in regards to my life, and I love every second of it.
2: Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to the people that are watching right now. If you and I are together, I, I got to consider you more than a little brother, almost like my son, like yes, not getting yes. you in trouble.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I have that effect on everyone. <laughs> <That>
2: effect,
1: <laughs> I don't want to see him in trouble. Like, let's not get him in trouble. <laughs>
2: now, speaking of, of sometimes people getting themselves into trouble, we always worry about you know mixed martial artists, as they'd get older in mixed martial arts, i.e. Tito Ortiz, Chael Sonnen. They're not that old. They're not that far removed uh, from being you know, at the very top or competing at the top. Uh, but there was some concern whenever these, quote-unquote, older guys fight. I'm not overly concerned with it, but this fight did go down. And there was a lot of controversy in, in looking yeah. at this bout here yeah. with Bellator. People were screaming fix. I didn't see a fix. I saw Chael uh-huh. Sonnen's face going purple. What I did see is a guy in Chael Sonnen that didn't fight the way he should have fought.
1: You mean a aging,
2: uh, known cheater who hasn't
1: fought in three years, uh, buckled under pressure? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, that's i he is, again, there's a difference between age and mileage. Chael does have like 20, 30 fights under his belt. Um, it is about three years since he's actually been in the cage. And um, I think that showed. I think Tito's been much more active. And you throw in the fact that it's close to his birthday, it's um, uh, um, it's his last fight, and what that really means to him. I think I think even Tito's the one that – not Tito. Uh, Chale's the one that said it. He buckled under pressure. Deer caught Why, headlights.
2: But, uh, yeah, deer in the headlights. Like I don't get it. Why? You've been there so many three times. Three years ago.
1: Three years ago.
2: But you're telling me so after three years, you forget that, you know what, this is what your job is, this is what you're doing. I think it's if you've done it for so long – Ring rust, I
1: think yeah. ring rust is a real thing, and that's we've talked about it before. That's one of the big concerns, I think, with uh, George um, and the idea that uh, it, the further it goes afar far away, the, the further that time is. Uh, I haven't gone in that cage um, in by the time uh, February 19th comes around. It'll be about seven, eight months. That's a long time. But at the same time, I, I understand the idea that I've done it as many times as I have, and I, I feel confident in what I'm putting, and the proof is in the pudding, but when you're Tito, again, an aged fighter who is not on the same Mexican supplements that he might have been in previous past, uh, what that deficit that does to your mind um, in general, because you, I have never taken it, but I know from people that, again, um, mixed martial arts, you know people that have taken it, or even athletics in general. I, I know people that take it, and the, the actual feeling you get is both mental and physical. And I think not having that, um, that part of you that is normally giving you that little boost, um, you feel it. And with Chael, he is fighting a bigger dude. Tito Ortiz is a bigger guy. And um, I think his frame is the difference. That's why, again, I'm, I'm probably as heavy as someone like Amisha Serganov. Uh, but his frame is just a little bit taller. His frame is just a little bit longer. And those attributes... Count And Tito's uh, going into the Tito going into this fight was has been known for pulling off quick submissions. Uh, The guy, you know, the the guy still has some tricks in his sleeves and his sleeves are actually things that put you to sleep.
2: Yeah, it, it, the guy pulls off magic. He did it yeah. to Ryan Bader. Bader uh, yeah. That Liam fight, with McGree fight was amazing. Well, not amazing, but it was he looked good in that fight. Yep. Does this against Chael. So the question is...
1: The, the middleweight champion, too, in Bellator. What's his face? Uh,
2: Alexander... Shlomenko. Shlomenko. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. The same thing. Like, it's this... You know what he's coming. That's even a bigger thing with Chael. But, again, remember what Chael likes to say. He's a Republican. He doesn't do jiu-jitsu. So he loses many different times via simple... <laughs> jiu-jitsu like how many triangles has he been in how many arm head chokes how many like simple stupid shit pardon my french that he again through ignorance he wants to be just a wrestler he wants to just punch someone in the face evolve or die and he died on on saturday on friday or whatever
2: well two things i want to we'll get back to chael in a moment i want to get back to your point in a second but for tina ortiz obviously the situation is you know he keeps pulling off this magic, but he says that's it. The gloves were laid out onto the mat or onto the canvas. He's done. He's walking away. Yet a lot of people are saying, "No, no, no, he's not walking away just yet." What do you think? Everyone has
1: a price, my friend. <laughs> and uh, again, the right, the right, uh, the right matchup. You don't think he'll jump in for another half a million or something like that? They also did 1.8 million views. That's some. That's, that's hey, crazy. hey, Bellator, yeah. hey, Bellator. Look what I'm pulling. I have a name. I, I'm i only, what is he, only 36? 37? I don't even know how old he is. He's young. He, obviously, mileage in regards to how many fights he's had. But I think um, in many ways, he uh, showed me the money. That's all I, That's all it's going to come down to. And the right matchup? The right matchup? Why the hell not?
2: So you said Chael Sonnen's been in, in how many triangle chokes, has been in how many this or how many that. Uh, we, I, I've read some stuff online. Chael just simply looks for a way out in fights. And if he can get that opportunity after he feels like he's not going to win, he'll take it right away. I'm not overly sure if I'm buying that. I just don't like the way he submitted uh, on Saturday night. It just didn't seem like too much of a submission. That could have been a jaw crank, could have been a neck crank. Yeah. It really was. But yeah, it was, I mean, your thoughts. It
1: wasn't good technique, really. It, it was pure Tito in the sense it's a big dude that's literally trying to rip your head off. He went purple. So um, you could see something was happening. But I think there is some validity to it. Uh, Rashad Evans, Anderson Silva. Like you can look at different times he's quit. And whether it's literally, again, I've been in situations where uh, my fights, Roger Navarro's, uh perfect example. When I broke his arm in half, uh, I saw his body language check out. I knew, I smelled like, again, like a, a shark in the water. I could literally see when he gave up. And I pounced on it. Whether he physically gave up or he gave me a a quick hesitation, I jumped on it. And that's what it's all about in fighting. It's the idea that Tito was still choking. Tito was still pulling. Um, It wasn't the prettiest thing ever, but he tapped.
2: Um, I want to be careful with how I say this because I don't want the viewers and or other fighters out there taking this the wrong way. But what Elias is saying and what others have said about Chael, I've, I've seen this... Hundreds of times yeah. maybe more mm-hmm. I, and I see it in fights that I call uh, I, I'll, I, I'm always careful how I, I verbalize it when I'm calling a fight because the last thing I want to say is this guy's about to quit or this girl's yeah. about to quit but you can see it in a situation when a fighter uh, and 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 okay I was about to give uh, uh, an example in terms of when <laughs> uh, but it's far too recent uh, I'll just say it was a fight that I called. Uh, and as soon as I saw it, I looked over at my broadcast partner and he could read exactly what was going through my mind. I'm like, And we saw the tap. It, yeah. it was just, he took a beating. He took a hard punch. Um, uh, he took something else, which I don't want to give away. Uh, and it got to the point where it was like, he went from owning the center of the, of the, so I'm not going to gonna not. say, yeah, to not, he was backing yeah. up. And then as soon as that fight went down to the ground, his back got taken yep. like that. And no defense whatsoever. So you see this a lot in mixed martial arts. Is is it wrong for someone like my myself to acknowledge this on a broadcast, or just what do you You think?
1: It's body language. It's completely body language. Um, In many ways, fighting is a dance. It's an aggressive dance, and whoever leads wins. Um, I think if you are all, if you're just watching your opponent's rhythm, uh, what their 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 execution, their game plan, and not making your own. You're losing, Um, whether that is the direct result of a tap or let's say uh, a knockout. Like, again, it happens in knockouts where people just take too many shots and it's just them kind of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and taking shots. And then the referee has to has to step in. It's it's them not intelligently defending themselves. That is in some ways, especially if you're still conscious, that's you giving up in some regards. Um, I can I can, again, from my own loss, I can tell you the difference of someone who, again, at no point did I quit. I was losing the fight, um, especially towards the end, um, but at no point did I quit. I kept on pushing forward. I kept on trying to find a win. Uh, There's a difference between that and, oh, my God, I'm against the cage, and the referee stepped in to save me. There's a difference. Or, again, a submission. We've seen it many times before. Someone gets hit. And then someone jumps on a, a submission right afterwards. And that's one of the things going back to, to my fight. That's one of the things I have to look at with uh, Cesar, uh, who I'm fighting. He's not a knockout artist by any means, but he's good at hitting someone hard and then jumping on a submission. Uh, if I quit right after I get hit, I could get tapped. And that's one of the things I'm working on in my game plan. Um, he did that to the opponent that beat me. Um, he hit him, he rocked him, and he jumped into a standing guillotine. Um I would uh, say that's amateur hour on Diego's side, but whatever, whatever. Who 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 am I to judge?
2: <laughs> at the end
1: of um, the day, he still has a win over me. So yes, Sorry. he did. You uh, did choke. Okay. Literally and physically, metaphor.
2: <laughs> that is something and, and and the ability not to quit. Yep. People say, you know, you can't teach that. Uh, that is something that is born in a fight, or born in a human as a fighter. And I respectfully disagree because you can teach that at yep. a young age. Um, and I, cause I, I've seen you in a situation where it's like, oh my God, this like, just figure it out. And you yeah. did, you tried. I've seen Pearson Pearson's yep. last yep. two or three fights, pretty much dominant the whole fight into the last and 30 seconds, around, <laughs> 30 30 seconds. And we're like, oh my ah, God, ah, what are ah, you doing? Ah, right. Ah, he doesn't ah, quit. Yeah, he won't no, quit. No, you gotta we, knock again. him out. Yep. Literally. Right. Yeah. So is that something you think can be taught and, or is it something that's just born in someone?
1: I I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's definitely born in someone. You got to look at someone like the Diaz brothers is the prime example. Ain't no quitting in those, those tough SOBs. Um, I think, um, at the same time it could be grown into, I think there are people I want, I don't, I don't exactly know off the top of my head examples, but I think there are people that have shown resilience later on where they've been knocked out example. And that's what the difference between mixed martial arts and boxing is, uh, there's so many variables. People can get lose in a fight here, um, especially with knockouts. We've seen people that have been knocked out um, or ragdolled. Someone like um, uh, Dos Anos. uh, he would be an example. He got knocked out early in his uh, UFC career, and then won a whole bunch, and then won the title. Of course, he eventually lost, but that has more to do with uh, mixed martial arts is such a evolving, moving piece, and you got MMA math involved and. And in many ways, uh momentum's only a, a finite thing, except if your name is John Jones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, very true. Now, speaking <laughs> of John Jones, former opponent, uh, Chael Sonnen, how much of, of Chael's stock do you believe has been actually hurt? Because he says he does want to compete. He does, he says he is going to fight Vanderlei Silva. Yes, uh, there, there, there.
1: That's, 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 that's his last chance to get back to, the, to where he was. I think... Um, the inevitable beef between the both of them. Thank you, UFC. Uh, UFC basically bought and paid for Bellator's next fight with this. Uh, when you got when you when you put in uh, the the whole tough situation between them, the bad blood, uh, the history—that's that's purely UFC's causing. And the Bellator is going to be able to you know do that maybe five years too late. But um, at the same time, people are still watching. It shows when on free TV people will watch. Um, and that's why I think uh, bigger picture, I think the UFC is going to switch from more of uh, the pay-per-views to uh, Fox.
2: Hey, 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 hold that thought. Okay. okay. Hold that thought because I want to <laughs> now, I, Oh, you know me too well. You drop a seed like that. <laughs> I'm going to follow up. I want to just finalize chill for a moment here. Okay. Okay. Um, has his stock been hurt yes 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 but this guy can talk in my opinion people say, oh, i'm never gonna watch a chill fight again yes you will yes you because will the minute he gets on the microphone you're gonna he'll be like,
1: change. He'll change he'll change it's like a bad girlfriend he'll change i believe in him i believe in him he's changed he's different now he knows jujitsu <laughs>
2: okay so <laughs> you're, you're on my side within well, he just needs to get on a microphone and he's going yes. to, yeah okay the build up it right. is vandalay is gonna say one fucking and then
1: draw, dive for a double on him again and there we go there's our there's our cut reel our promo for the fight.
2: Yeah, Vanderlei is in a bit of trouble uh when it comes to what's happening in in uh, Japan uh, especially with Mirko Krokop saying what he said about him and I'm not sure if you ever caught that they were supposed to fight yep. uh, on December 29th at mm-hmm. the Ryzen
0: Quor-
2: yeah second round quarterfinals and then mysteriously Vanderlei wasn't able to compete, uh, injured, and blah, blah. Well, Mirko had a field day on Facebook just calling him Vanderley the chicken, this, this, and that. And, and you know, we're seeing Vanderley it's unfortunate, but he's just – he's not making it to fights. He he's gets the opportunity. Now, I also know he was not a happy camper in fighting when he was – he wanted to fight Crazy Horse. Okay? I know there's yes. a win disparity there. Yeah, yeah. And out of nowhere, Krokop calls him out after Krokop wins in the, in the first round there of the, of the Grand Prix. And Vanderlei's like, what? And the Rides is like, let's put it together. Vanderlay's not going to back down. And then you realize, I don't want to fight this guy. I want to fight someone else. Like, you go on one side of Right?
1: Um, and let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Mirko was in a different league because he got caught with certain supplements. And if is not on the same kind of or equal supplements, why is he going to fight that monster? The man, Mirko, looks like he's 30 years old. And uh, with smashing people, he looks at the prime of his career uh, in Japan. But I think that's what Japan serves its pro, purpose for. Um, uh, what's his name? Vanderlei took one look at him and goes, yeah, we need to up on that supplement routine. Uh, and he's going the other way. I don't blame him. How could you not? You're fighting a monster. Um, and again, not taking away – you can't ever take away something – uh, what a fighter performs, but let's call a spade a spade. Um, uh, it was the wild, I don't got to tell you, it was the Wild West in Pride. Uh, I think uh, Risen, in some ways, uh, encompasses his parts of that. Um, Risen is,
2: is Pride 2.0. It's the same ownership. Exactly. But hold on, hold on. Gabby
1: Garcia. Hold on hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: And I know I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take my left foot out of my mouth and put my right foot in in a second, okay? Yes with the japanese culture being what it is it's a it's extremely humble culture yes. they do believe yes. in honesty but they also absolutely adore entertainment freak shows, entertainment. <laughs> freak shows. They, they but they they have they're very honorable when it comes to fights Ryzen does and it's very very clear at the at the way in meetings cuz i've been there uh, they're mm-hmm. very very clear unfortunately it's not on the USADA level but they are very clear and they tell the fighters uh, before fight you have to have you have to supply X amount of urine and do not leave the venue, do not leave the dressing room do not blah blah and to use X amount of milliliters in urine then you can have whatever you want. You can only drink water and blah blah so yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know back in the day before you came in that if you have a calendar and you tell somebody yes. that I am testing you on this date here, if they get caught, they're an idiot. Okay. Yes, it's an IQ test. It's an IQ no. test. Now. It's an IQ test. That being said, <laughs> left foot out, right foot's right here. I know history has proven that Japan has yet to do it, but do you think there will be a time when Japan does adopt a drug testing policy that basically says it's not a date, it's going to be basically random. Uh
1: yes, so we actually yes, have, so when they actually up, have uh, A roster roster. that will actually be able to fight. I'm not saying everyone is, but I'm just saying you don't know. And even in the UFC, which had especially the, the, the top contenders being tested regularly and having those random tests until even prior to USADA, like where you saw someone like um, Lesnar and uh, – no, not Lesnar, sorry. we got to fuck Lesnar. Overeem and like other people, like other people testing. And, again, here's another credit to where credit's due, George Champierre, because as goes George, so does MMA – um, what he's pushed, and again, I don't think Ryzen has that star that can push for that direction. I think it's going to be a self, uh, self-authority, self self-regulating thing, and I don't think it'll be there when you have situations like Gabby Garcia fighting Grandma.
0: Plain, Fair and, enough.
2: Simple. Fair Plain enough. and simple. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm <laughs> there – Listen, I'm, just, I'm there. I I, I I do play by play because I absolutely adore the organization. Of course, I, start, of course. But I will, I will. I want it to succeed. I've had I've had conversations with some of the folks there, and and you know they're preliminary in terms of what I think. But it, all I can say is it's Japan, man. It's just Japan, like you know. No, it, and it, it, it serves its
1: purpose. It and with USADA, I think what you're going to see is with uh, a lot of this new free agency, I think you're going to see some people that are eventually for money and for other opportunities. Um, Who doesn't want to see TRT tour kicking ass? (laughs) Who doesn't want to see teacher? I'm going to, I'm going to second Joe Rogan. TRT tour is the greatest fighter that ever existed, ever existed, plain and simple.
2: Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Uh, Before I, before I follow up on with the one statement that you made uh, regarding the UFC pay-per-view slash Fox, uh, I just, it just hit me on something. Uh, How pissed off is George St. Pierre, that he tried to change the sport of mixed martial arts uh, by by making himself and Johnny Hendrix an example when he tried to do VADA. But then the UFC, f- Zufa, Zufa fought him on it. Uh, and and obviously they had a problem with dar- Dr. Margaret Goodman who runs VADA. And then they bring in USADA. And then George is like, okay, finally you've done something now. Now we're going to do USADA. And then the UFC gets sold from Zufa to- to W-E-M-I, and George is represented by C-A-A. Poor guy. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well,
1: poor guy. That's a, He's anything but poor. Let's be yeah, clear okay, Financially, <laughs> no, but how
2: pissed off is he?
1: Yes, but, hey, at the very least, he can say – we can. when the history is said, he will be in many ways the darling of mixed martial arts because of his stances. He's always been on the right side of history, and no one can ever take that away from him. Um, what's it like called? These – the man's got a, a pile of money, and uh, what's it called? I wish him nothing but the best. But he is – oh, he will. when it goes down in history, he will be on the right side of every side of history. And unfortunately, yes, it's a it's – a, but again, at the same time, it's a negotiating thing. He asks – you ask for 10, they get somewhere in between, and everyone's happy. Um, again, I think in many ways it's, it's the first part of leveraging where – uh, what's it called? The new wench in this is uh, – the wrench in this uh, whole conversation is obviously – um CAA now being the um the pushers of the MMA uh association so you see where again there's been a line drawn in the sand and again it's all about money it's all about money well that's george what about. i
2: told george at the at the gentlemen's expo i said if you pull this off with the mixed martial arts fighters association or or you know whatever the the, the backing is okay yep. Uh, Whatever the you, acronym is. <laughs> yes, if if you're able to pull this off, not only will your legacy be intact with what you did in the competition, you're mm. setting the stage as as one of the top names to do what they, they did. Yeah, Never. in hockey, in basketball, Never. in football, you know, quote yes. unquote representation for you, the athletes. So
0: you
1: you will transcend, especially in modern day. Um, we have something like the the Muhammad Ali Act in boxing. Boston, yep. We have um uh, different regards to unions that have been set, but again. UFC, mixed martial arts, and we'll talk about UFC in general because that's where, for the most part, the money is. But now with Bellator obviously coming to the mix, the more important thing is this sport's only 25 years old. Boxing's 130. Like, again, they have 100 years on us. And obviously the pay is not anywhere near it, but there is avenues. It gives you a platform. Um, I have signed deals that, in some ways, match, if not more than my actual mixed martial arts career or mixed martial arts um pay but again UFC is the reason why I'm here and I can never take away from that it's what you do with it Uh, again I'm now the world world brand ambassador for Per plus that pays really well that's awesome (laughs) that is awesome I again that pays pretty damn well um and and the reason why they Obviously, it's the hair, but uh, <laughs> being, the, being a UFC fighter is the reason why I'm at at this point in my life, and what I've, and also the other things that are in the works as well. Uh, you, it's a platform, and it's what you do with it. And makes more uh, someone like George St. Pierre, someone like uh, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey don't come all, around that often. Um, uh, they, they, they transcend in their own rights, and George, in many ways, is a product of the time because who to have better. To represent uh, a sport that, again, wasn't deemed a sport, was a niche market at best, and considered human cockfighting, than a polite Canadian to represent mixed martial arts. And being the, uh, like, honestly, a steward that will go down in history, like you said, if he is able to pull off the uh, MMA Association in any capacity, twice now, he's been on the right side of history.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, I, I actually wrote an article that's posted on FightfulMMA.com yeah, today. Regarding, you know, actually, you, you already started talking about it, the MMA evolution and, oh, and yes. how, how young MMA is basically right now in comparison to boxing and baseball and hockey. And then I explained three different things, which I'll okay. probably get your thoughts on momentarily. But okay. I do want to follow up with what you mentioned about the UFC potentially doing, uh, you know, Fox shows, pay-per-view shows, because Reed Kuhn, who generally joins me uh, on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Dropped a nugget that I wasn't able to follow up with because we we did run out of time, and I wasn't able to talk to him uh, last Friday because I was in, in um, yep. Miami doing Titan, yep. right? Yep. Uh, and he was traveling as well, so I'm going to get some information from him. But you just mentioned that you see you'll be doing more Foxes the shows than pay per views. I mean, where is this coming from? Um, just different,
1: again, reading through the, in between the lines with many of it. I, I think, uh, Bellator is shaping this too. Obviously look what they're able to do. And something like Paige Van Zandt versus, uh, Karate Hadi are able to pull a million plus in their own right. Free TV. If it's on, it's on. Even if it's background noise in the middle of a party, it's still on. Um, I think someone like McGregor will still be able to spearhead three, three or so, um, cards in his own right and you'll start getting those big pay-per-view events if they again if they sell let's say 10 pay-per-view events and they're all a million or close there too then it's totally worth it rather to do that than something like the brooklyn card who now obviously has someone like anderson silva to buff it up but i i don't think he'll do anywhere the numbers of someone like connor or even ronda rousey um, because uh, the same reason why WWE never bought this because you can't control the stars. Uh, you can't control the outcome. This this is as real as it gets and it's a hard thing to to, to market around and focus around and and again, WME is uh, finding this out and has him to work with it.
2: I think I said WMI like an idiot. All right. I still knew we- what you meant.
1: Me I didn't correct you. Well, well the, <laughs> talk about when you said you were already talking about it. I, I thought maybe I tweeted about it and I did I read it already and didn't like I'm like, I'm so stuck in this matrix. <laughs> like, did I already see this? And I,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> um, so the, the one thing that I brought up regarding the the, the evolution, right? Uh, yeah. there's three things. Um The first thing, so obviously the sport being so young, we have so many things that need to happen, uh, or not need to happen. It's going to take some time. The first thing I said, based on what happened with my my experience on Titan over the weekend, the Titan FC flyweight champion, Jose Shorty Torres, takes out Pedro Nobre, who's a UFC veteran, Mm -hmm. uh, an absolute monster, a guy that went 25 minutes with Tim Elliott, who just went 25 minutes with uh, Demetrius Money Mouse Johnson. And in 86 seconds, Jose Shorty Torres takes him out with a TKO, goes to 4-0. But the thing is, before he got to this 4-0, he had competed on the amateur circuit, had 24 to 25 fights. Another guy that made a debut on the card was a guy named Will Starks. This guy, in his mixed martial arts debut, Elias, looked like he had been competing in 25 fights. Well, in fact, he had 16 amateur fights. He looked like a seasoned vet, took on a guy who had nine fights, and basically cerebrally took him apart, slowly but surely, Till they got to the final minute, smelled blood, finished him off. And what I'm trying to tell people is the importance of amateur mixed martial arts, yeah. and it takes me back to when I was with Terry Riggs in the article. I say who Terry Riggs is. Is mm-hmm. you know, If you know who Carlos Newton is, the first ever UFC Canadian welterweight champion, was his manager. We were drafting up things for, here in Ontario, which – it's another story altogether. Uh, but for amateur mixed martial arts, a beginner level, intermediate level, advanced level, you have to have five fights at, at beginner before you can go to intermediate, five fights before you can get to, to advanced, five fights before you can go pro gives you 15 amateur fights. Get that experience, then go pro like they do in hockey, yep. like they do in baseball, yep. like they do in basketball, in college and yep. stuff like that. Is this not something we should not mandate, but come on, Association of Boxing Commissions and regulators and promoters, uh, yes. look at the amateur system. That's what we need to do before we get these people that are oh no, never competed before, and putting them under bright lights.
1: Yes. I, I think um, I can speak from my own example. Um, I didn't necessarily get the amateur career one, like, hindsight is twenty twenty, I might have won it um, in the sense that now only 14 fights. I'm at, again, after I smashed Caesar, um, I'm – I'm right in the the mix of the, the top 15 then there's the top 10 and then there's the top five like it's a year or so away but if you if I had another year maybe two in the amateur circuit um, it, it might have helped in regards to cage time there's nothing more important than just being in the cage uh, seeing all those different looks and again um, that's where something like the beautiful thing of boxing is. Uh, it's through the amateur system that stars and uh, talent start showing their way through. And then eventually, again, um, that, but that's also the difference in regards to uh, the way boxing set up. You don't think Mayweather, all 49 of those uh, pro fights are against actual challengers. No, there's a bunch of scrubs in there. Um, but that that serves its purpose, too. Um that serves its purpose too. That gets someone to a Mayweather level, right? It gets someone to that point. If I've seen, you know, thirty bums in the last fifteen legit uh, competition, well, even that uh, I would even uh, sway to uh, with uh, Mayweather. But again, um, it's the difference between mixed martial arts and boxing is the idea that there's so many different variables. Uh, there, MMA math into the mix and everything in between. Um, it's really it, I think more I, – I, I used to say to people all the time, why would you want to do it for free? But at the same point, I understand the um, the importance of cage time and that's, that's role in growing you as a – develop developing you as a fighter and uh, developing you, your confidence, your skill, and everything in between and the, the importance of game day.
2: I also thought of something yesterday when I was talking to Adam Martin that, that came up and I promised the viewers that I would text John McCarthy and I'm looking at his reply right now, which is – not a novel, but it's – it's it's, and it's not necessarily agreeing with me or disagreeing with me. It's just Big John's perspective, and I'm going to have to try and figure out what I'm allowed to use in this response as well as uh, what I can and cannot use for a potential article. What I did is this, also thinking about the evolution of mixed martial arts. In Japan, when a submission is when – a, when, a, when a fighter has a submission on the opponent, a good ref- – Basically, what they do over there is they do the gun sign, and they, it's a shoot sign because uh, of shoot wrestling and shoot uh, submissions, whatever. They call a like, shoot, right? The problem is in Japan, the translation is "Do you give up?" Right? Well, you don't want to say that to a fighter because there could be a misunderstanding. You just simply say, "There's a submission on." Done. And if you show that there's a submission on, the crowd will understand. Holy smokes, there's something going on here. The judges, yes. Yes, The judges now know that there is a situation occurring right now that, especially a judge that can't see from that angle, yeah. got their, the fighters got I, their back to him. Mm-hmm. Now the judge knows, oh, there's a submission on right here. They can start looking at the, the, the five-minute round and realize, okay, this guy had that submission on or this guy For was a defending. Yeah, exactly. It, the idea okay. of attack,
1: it, it, it has the same relevance of a strike. I, I understand completely.
2: Now, in my opinion, this will force – potentially could force referees to actually know what's happening in the cage.
1: Yeah. Or we've got a bunch of people just yelling, shoot, shoot, shoot. And shitty Japanese.
2: Right. And that could, that's, <laughs> that's the other issue that I'm yeah. kind of concerned with is I love the idea. Fo- yeah,
1: Cause so- someone playing footsies, they don't really know what a leg lock is. He goes, Oh, I think he's got a leg lock. Oh, I think he's had something.
2: So the purpose for me is to make sure the referees know exactly what they're looking at and what they're looking for. As opposed to just automatically shoot, shoot, or submission on, submission on. Shoot, no, 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 no. You need to know do, it's on.
1: Ba do, ba do, yeah, ba do. <laughs> that's just a little right? TLC. Um, no, that's not even TLC. It's salt
2: pepper. oh, it's salt pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. salt yeah. pepper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> but in, ter- in terms of the actual idea, no, I think it's a good. I think it's a, good, think it's it's a
1: good idea. I think uh, again, if 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 the if the, the, the hard part is going to be enforcing the referees. Um, We already have an issue of referees in general um, and referees, judges and everything in between um, of being actual mixed martial arts, you know, lovers of mixed martial arts. Uh, (laughs) Like uh, the amount of time that I have heard horror stories where someone was a, you know, a boxing, a boxing judge that didn't really like, you know, that boxing judge of whatever commission and then MMA comes around and they use the same uh, same judges and he. He's not really particular fond of the, you know, rolling around down there. It doesn't make any sense to him. So it, it, it is hard. It's the more important thing is the, the enforcement.
2: All right. We, we only have about three to four minutes because you got to go. I know that. Um, I'll, I'll be quick. with Just give me a quick answer here for the third thing that I mentioned in the article. No. Is, <laughs> the is <answer's> simply, no. <laughs> simply, we want fair fights for the yes. older fighters that are no longer at the top. They're moving down. Right? Don't don't put them against a young lion. BJ Penn versus Young. Yer- Pen. Yer- like, oh. But Tito versus Chael is fine. Makes sense. Right? Okay. So so promoters, matchmakers, just give us fair fights for, for the fighters that once were great at the top that are now moving down. Give us just give us fair fights, man. Legacy fights. There That's are like
1: it. almost legacy fights.
2: Done. All right. Real quick, before you go, because we got about two minutes before you got to run. Uh, your boy Sam Alvey. You compete against him, taking on Nate Markwart um, on Saturday. Who wins?
1: I, I think Sam. Man, like God bless him. Uh, the man. Uh, I, I think the, the you never can uh, take out Markwart. Uh, he's again won one, lost one, but he's still in there. Um, the thing will be Sam's bread and butters his hands, and Marquardt has folded under. Bombs, And that's a, that's what Sam does. I, I think the best thing to do for Marquardt is just being the more athletic individual, uh, getting in, getting all the way in or all the way out and nowhere in between. Uh, I think uh, with that being said, Sam is so awkward and so strong with his hands. I think he should be able to pull out the knockout um, in the first or the second.
2: Francis Ngannou taking on Andre Arlovsky. I, I I don't feel good for Andre Arlovsky right now.
1: No, I don't. I, I agree with the same thing. And that, that has to do somewhat of what you were talking about. Uh, Arlovsky, in many ways, is that legacy fighter now. Um, he obviously had that tear momentum uh, moving forward. I think it was a 3-4 fight win streak that he had. But uh, what is he now?
2: 0-3? I think it's 0-2. Could be 0-3. You could be right. Uh, I
1: think it's
2: 0-3. Okay. I'll double I think check it's 0-3. Right um,
1: um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think it's 0-3. Um, I, I think he's going to, unfortunately, be 0-4. But again, everyone loves to come back. And he's one of my top five one of the top five uh, heavyweights of all time. Just again, of his ability to come back from such the low lows that he had uh, under this first uh, losing streak. And then, obviously, coming back.
2: You are correct. It is 0-3. In the co-main event, Donald Cerrone taking on uh, Jorge Masvidal.
1: I'm never going to bet off. Uh, I'm never going to doubt. Uh, what's it called? Cowboy. Uh, I think... Uh, he wants the fight. Uh, this is a fight that, again, uh, the fans want to see. It's an exciting fight. Both fighters are game. Um, I just, I'm always rooting for Cowboy.
2: And the main event, uh, actually in Denver, where the UFC first, first started, started, is two are two ladies in the main event: Valentina Shevchenko taking on Juliana Pena in the women's bantamweight. Uh, a very pivotal fight in this division. Yes. Uh, what's your say?
1: Uh, I'm biased. Uh, I like uh, Pena. Uh, what's it called me and her have uh, hung out a couple times uh, through different like uh, UFC functions and stuff like that. She's a she's a, she's a good fighter, and uh, she's obviously you know riding off of that uh, win off of um, Alpha. Uh, what's her brain Gano? Yes, Gano. Uh I think there's momentum there, but also Solenko. Uh, pronounce her right name, right? Shevchenko. Shevchenko. There you go. A lot of vowels. Uh, a lot of vowels. A lot of consonants. Um, but the more important thing is, uh, obviously, she has many different tools in her t- toolbox. So she's able to keep the distance and just chip away. It could be a hard night for Pena.
2: All right. Before you go, any final words for everyone tuning in right now? Um, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Elias Theodoro. Make sure you do follow him online. at Elias Theodoro. Follow yours, truly. Yes. At Showdown Joe. Uh Elias, as always, be safe because I think that snow is coming down, my friend. Yes, it is.
1: Um no, but in all seriousness, uh, I'll be uh I'll be uh taking on my commentary roles once again for hard knocks. So I'm excited. There's a good set of fights going down and uh check it out. At Elias Theodore. I don't know what I did. I usually I have hair and that's what usually I'm just like, yeah. I'm going to stop stress, talking I'm now.
2: stressed out, ladies and gentlemen. has got his hair pulled back. But as always, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Fightful MMA broadcast uh, or podcast. Tomorrow, Sean Pearson. Uh, we are aiming for an evening uh, podcast. But with Sean, his schedule may change. As soon as I know what that schedule is, I will tweet it out at Showdown Joe. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Elias, and thank you to all of you for tuning in. Cheers.